Welcome to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast, powered by StatRoute.com. And now, here's your host, Ryan Skullroot. Hello and welcome to the Skull King Sports Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Skullroot, I am your host, and it is great to be back. Uh, we, uh, we have been off for a while. This is uh, our first fantasy football podcast of the year. Um, in, in recent years, we have gotten uh, started with this a lot sooner um, due to COVID and how um, just my schedule along with family schedules have all lined up. It just hasn't really worked out for us to really get the podcast going again until now. So we are now officially back. We are going to be going um, over just some basics of, of fantasy tonight. Uh, uh, we're going to look at uh, some of the news that's happened over the last four or five days. Um, and then as well as get into some of the tools that we um, at Skull King use for our rankings, for our research. Uh, because our, our job and our goal is to um, prepare you guys. And not only is it, you know, preparing ourselves for our own drafts and for our own leagues but we want to also be able to give you guys the tools to do your own research and not just take our word for it um, I know that there are so many uh, discussions in fantasy football uh, fantasy football uh, chats and and streams and everything all over about uh, not trusting uh, what fantasy ex quote-unquote experts say um, so, you know, again, we can only provide, we provide info, we provide our research, we draw conclusions, you may read things a different way. And we encourage you guys to do that, and we encourage you guys to do the, um, the research yourself. So, we'll be going over some of the tools that we use um, that have helped us with our rankings, our research, and all that sort of thing. So, uh, for those of you who didn't know... Um, you know, you may have noticed that I changed the, our name here a little bit, the Skulking Sports Fantasy Football Podcast. The reason for that is we now don't just cover fantasy football. So for those of you who have um, maybe listened to the podcast uh, but didn't really get onto our website much, we are no longer uh, Skulking Football. We are now Skulking Sports. We go beyond just fantasy football. Um, you can go to our website, SkulkingSports.com. Um, we're covering everything now. So we've got fantasy football. We have... Um, team writers about, um, you know, I think about 15 to 20 uh, of the NFL teams covered. We're covering Major League Baseball. I think we have 10 or 12 team writers there. Uh, we have uh, NBA, NHL. We are covering racing. So Formula One, NASCAR, and IndyCar. Um, we have a couple uh, MMA writers, and we've got uh, a couple golf writers. So um, if you guys are interested in being part of, of what we're doing at Skulking, please feel free to uh, go on to the website, uh, skulkingsports.com, hit the Write For Us tab. Um, you can get in contact with me, um, and we can kind of get involved in how, how to really get this thing going if you guys want to join in on the fun that we're having at Skulking. Um, one other thing that we are adding to Skulking is we are going to add a podcast network. Um, this is something that we've been talking about uh, in talks about uh, within the organization. Um, the leadership has, has kind of discussed this actually for about a year and, and how to really get this going. 
Um, and ever since we, we decided to expand out beyond just uh, fantasy football to cover all sports, um, we really feel like this is the, the next move for us to make. And so um, we have, obviously this show is our flagship show. This is the show that we have been doing. Um, this is our fifth season, I believe, of the Skull King uh, Fantasy Football Podcast. So um, we are going to keep this going. We are adding, there will be another pod, another fantasy podcast we're adding to uh, the lineup. It will be the, the know-it-all, I believe it's the know-it-all fantasy football podcast. Um, one of our writers who covers um, the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers for us, he has his own fantasy football podcast, and so he's going to be joining his podcast with our network. Um, so we'll be playing that. Uh, we'll have links to that on the website as well. Um, if you guys are interested in, in adding a podcast or you're wanting to do a podcast or you're wanting to try to get a little more, a little bit bigger of an audience, uh, again, go to the Right For Us um, tab on Skull King Sports. Let us know that you're interested in, in podcasting and maybe uh, seeing what you could do with that and adding that in, maybe possibly to our network. It could be um, anything about sports. Um, you know, it could be about a specific team. I'm fine, you know, being a Seahawks fan, I'm fine to have a Seahawks podcast as part of our network. I'm fine to have a, a New England Patriots podcast as part of our network, even though I really don't like the Patriots. I don't care. We want we want to expand out here, um, and we want to give you guys the opportunity to build up your resume if you wanted to do a podcast or if you wanted to get into reporting or, or anything like that. We want to provide the opportunity for you guys to do that, so... Um, like I said, lots of big things happening here at Skull King, and so we hope that you guys uh, enjoy uh, what we've been doing. And uh, as we get into this next uh, this next season, uh, this should be a lot of fun. I got to admit, this has been a hard fantasy season for me to get into, partially because of how much we have been doing um, with the website and with just uh, Skull King in general. It has been a lot of work, uh, especially on my part, to really get this thing going. To uh, you know, build up the website. We basically have revamped the entire website, changed things around, um, gone through a bit of a redesign and 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 everything like that. Um, I've been kind of training a bunch of new writers on on the best practices for for getting um, their articles looking the best on the website. Um, hiring new writers. It's been it's been a lot of work, you know, trying to build up our, our social media presence as well. So I'm hoping, 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 hoping um, that we're going to get to not necessarily a lull, but a point where um, it's going to be a lot easier for us to, to take care of things um, and really get into the fantasy aspect of things. Like I said, I've had one fantasy draft so far. It was actually for the uh, the Lee, the football staff where we uh, we had an 18-team draft, so that was a lot of fun. Um, so that's the only draft I've done so far. I will, I believe we've got one more with some of the staff with kind of the listener league type thing that we do uh, here with Skull King. And then uh, I always join, just for the fun of it, some free Yahoo leagues um, because, honestly, Yahoo is my favorite platform to play on. So um, so there there is that. So, this, like I said, this has been a hard season to get into. Especially because there are no preseason games, it's hard to get game film hype on some of these younger players, especially the ones that you know, you know, stand guys that you maybe come out of the woodwork that no one really knows. It's hard to it's hard to just go off of camp reports 
when there's no tape to see. So um, this will definitely be an interesting year, a lot different than years past uh, with with how um, that's going to go, finding sleepers and everything. So definitely going to be interesting to see how this goes this year. Um, it's Like I said, it's been so different. It's kind of been hard in some cases to really get into. I've seen a lot of... Um, a lot of fantasy analysts on Twitter and Facebook say that they've even struggled with with really getting into everything this year just because there's not, especially guys that are in, uh, do a lot of game film watching. So definitely going to be interesting this year. Um, so, yeah, we're getting back into the fantasy football way of things. Uh, we will over these next, uh, hopefully over these next few weeks as we get ready for the season in, uh, gosh, two about two weeks. Uh, week and a half, um, we're going to try to get uh, some of our staff from uh, our NFL staff as well as uh, fantasy staff, uh, a couple of them on the show, uh, get some extra opinions in here so you guys just don't have to listen to me rambling on. Uh, we're also going to see, I'm going to see if we can get a couple guests from the the uh, Twitter fantasy community uh, to possibly come on the show. Um, and so, yeah, so as we get through the season with, with how COVID has kind of adjusted things, we are probably going to be doing about two shows a week, maybe three. I know last year we were doing three to four, um, just with our schedule, that's not necessarily going to work this week, this year. So we'll kind of see how that goes. But as of right now, we will at least get two. So we will always do kind of a, a, a weekly rundown slash, um, uh, free agent show, waiver wire show. And then another one just kind of previewing the, the upcoming week and, wh and what our rankings look like and that sort of thing. So I hope you guys enjoy what we've got for you this season. And so with that, why don't we go ahead and get into a little bit of the news. I don't think I actually have that anymore. So nope. All right. So we're going to hop right into uh, the news on Sleeper. This is where we get most uh, a lot of our news. So. Uh, Sleeper is one of the the better apps you are going to be able to use for fantasy football. It's my favorite app to use for dynasty leagues. I use Yahoo for um, for just season long redraft, um, but Sleeper is a is a phenomenal platform to use for your for your dynasty leagues and can be used for redraft as well. So, starting starting it off, um, it seems interesting that Le'Veon Bell um, is already complaining about his time. Uh, his his work share in uh, Jets camp did not take long for that to happen. Apparently, it's been about 60-40 with him and Frank Gore. Adam Gase apparently loves himself some Frank Gore. So we'll see kind of how that affects Le'Veon Bell. You'd think they would actually keep him a little more fresh. Um, so we'll kind of see how that goes. But it's just obviously interesting that that is already being the case that we're dealing with Le'Veon Bell complaining about his playing time. When just two years ago he sat out because he thought the Steelers were going to overwork him. Um, moving on, there's optimism that Joe Mixon with his migraines will return soon. There was some speculation that his, I saw floating around on Twitter that his migraines had to do with him possibly actually wanting to sit out uh, because of w uh, trying to get a new deal going. Haven't necessarily seen anything follow up on that. I think obviously, I think he probably actually has some migraines. Um, and will play this season. I'm not necessarily high on Mixon. I think that where he's being drafted at uh, running back seven, I think, is his ceiling. 
I prefer to hold him off until running back 10 or 11. Um, David Montgomery, who went down uh, in practice a few days ago, is expected to be out two to four weeks with a groin injury. Um, it leaves the possibility that he will not be available for week one. So that's something to watch. Um, I know that you know there are a lot of there was a lot of post um, post hype sleeper type expectations for David Montgomery after a little bit of a disappointing season last year. We'll see how that works out for the 2020 season um, and how quickly he can come back from the groin injury. Uh, Kalen Ballage uh, was a was let known by the Dolphins that they were going to let him go. Then it turns out that the Dolphins were going to trade him. The Jets have been so happy with Frank Gore and <laughs> Le'Veon Bell that they were trading for Kalen Ballage for a conditional late-round pick. However, Kalen Ballage ended up not passing his physical because of a hamstring injury, and so now he is back with the Dolphins. And at this point, we'll most likely just get released. So then it'll be interesting to see if the Jets still try to pick him up afterwards. So that'll definitely be interesting. Um, let's see. The the 49ers, dealing with all the injuries that they've got right now, um, Brandon Ayuk is dealing with a hamstring injury. Debo Samuel looks like he's getting back to running well, um, possibly even running at 100%. So there's a chance with the uh, Liz Frank injury that he had in his foot that um, he is possibly going to be back to 100% for the beginning of the season. So the possibility of that injury, um, the other injuries that they've, like I said, Brandon Ayuk, and uh, I believe they had one other one. Then J.J. Nelson, who they just signed like a week or two ago, is now down for two to four weeks as well. So they've struggled a little bit keeping people healthy. Um, it looks like they did sign former first-round pick Kevin White. We'll see if another change of scenery does anything for him. I'm not holding my breath. Devin Singletary apparently has been having some fumbling issues in camp. Um, I don't remember him struggling with that a ton this past year uh, in his rookie season 2019. He did miss four or five games because of, uh, I think it was four games because of injury. We'll see again. We'll see how Devin Singletary holds up. Um, I know that I want to say that Zach Moss has also actually been dealing with um, an injury issue and has had a red non-contact jersey in camp. So it'll be interesting to see how the Buffalo Bills um, backfield kind of plays out this year. Um, I still think that Singletary is the guy to own, that Zach uh, Moss is kind of a – I think he's a running back three that it'll all depend on his on his um, his red zone carries. Um, it doesn't help that um, Josh Allen has a lot of red zone carries as the quarterback. So that being said, I still think that Devin Singletary being the guy more between the 20s uh, should be a, a decent pick um, could finish as a I think as a mid to low running back two, And I think is a solid value where he's going. Uh, Drew Brees predicts a breakout season for Traquan Smith. That's fine. Traquan Smith has had a couple of really huge games over the last couple of years. Just hasn't been able to string it together for a long period of time. So Drew Brees, if you were going to predict 
a breakout season for Traquan Smith, that means you need to throw him the ball. There, I've said it. <laughs> um, a little update from a couple days ago that uh, about the suspension for Antonio Brown. He was suspended for the first eight games of the 2020 season for uh, personal conduct issues. Apparently, it could be extended. So the suspension could be extended if new info comes in the case or elsewhere. After several Twitter retirements, Brown has said recently that he intends to play again. I know the Seahawks have been linked to him. A couple other teams have been linked to him. Still not sure what's going on. Uh, I mean, at this point, you're only getting half a season. Now, you're getting the second half of a season from a guy who the last few scenes that he's played has been um, one of the top three wide receivers when healthy. So I don't know if that's still going to be the case. We'll, again, we'll, we'll kind of see um, what happens with Antonio Brown as we go on. I think it's going to take another team dealing with a ton of injuries for him to get signed. Moving on, Ronald Jones, a couple days ago, left Bucks practice with an apparent left foot injury. Uh, <coughs> obviously something to watch. Excuse me. Um, I still don't know what to think of the Ronald Jones and Keyshawn Vaughn backfield with the Buccaneers. I think that the fact that Ronald Jones can catch the ball in the backfield helps if he can play kind of that James White type of, of role for Tom Brady. I still think that Chris Godwin's going to get a ton of work because he can work the slot. Um, there has been reports that, according to, according to Tom Brady, uh, Scotty Miller has earned a big role. Now, Scotty Miller tends to play the, the slot type role. At least he has in the recent years. And with that, he could play the slot a little bit more than uh, than Chris Godwin. Now, Chris Godwin is a phenomenal slot receiver. Plus, he can play outside. Um, that's one of the things that that really kind of boosted his um, his season last year. Is what made Chris Godwin so good. Is a lot of his routes came from the slot, running um, running slants, crosses, and out routes. Uh, from the slot, and it was his yards after catch that really made him blow up. You know, there's a lot of people saying, you know, he's not going to be able to get those, you know, that Jameis Winston isn't going to air the ball out all the time while on deep passes. Well, those aren't necessarily the routes that Chris Godwin is catching. Those are the routes that more Mike Evans is catching. Um, you know, Chris Godwin, was, I want to say was top five or six last year in yards after yards after catch per reception. And so his it's his ability to um, make plays after the catch that have really helped him out um, have a phenomenal season last year, and I think is going to help him this year again. I don't think it's going to hold him back a whole lot. So um, now getting into that a little bit, we've talked I've talked about this a little bit on on a couple of podcasts. I do a podcast with um, the South Florida Tribune, which is a a website based out of Florida that uh, kind of does a, a sort of a, a network like we do, uh, a lot of sports news, but they also cover local issues in Florida. I do a, I do a, f a fantasy football podcast with uh, Scott Morganroth, who runs the South Florida Tribune. And I've talked about this with Tom Brady. Um, there is a possibility that there will be a little bit more drop-off 
uh, a little bit of a drop off with Mike Evans. That's why a lot of people are hesitant to draft him. Um, I don't think that Brady has the arm. Now, arm accuracy for distance. I still think he's got that. I just don't necessarily think he has the same arm strength he used to. And I am not a huge fan of Mike Evans' uh, route running ability. I think he is... I think that Mike Evans, watching the game tape, rounds off his routes too much. He does not run crisp routes. Um, I think that he he cuts off his his uh, his his slants and everything a little too soon, and because of that, I think he rounds and, and rounds them off. And because of that, I think that it it caused a few more of Jameis Winston's uh, interceptions over the last few years. That being said, Jameis Winston couldn't see, and so I think getting with him getting the uh, the eye surgery, I think that's going to help him a bunch. Uh, but I think that. Chris Godwin will drop if there's a drop off between those two. I think that Chris Godwin is the one who's liable to drop off less, which is why he's getting drafted above Mike Evans. So, <coughs> all right. Pardon the coughing there. Uh, a revealing Jay Gruden quote on DJ Chark. He's been trying to find weaknesses with DJ, and it's going to be hard for him to find one. Um, obviously, Jay Gruden's been working with the offense in. Uh, in Jacksonville, and DJ Chark is was phenomenal last year. Um, really, kind of a breakout star in terms of wide receivers. It'll be interesting to see what he can do this year. Again, Gardner Minshew obviously is going to be the starting quarterback for Jacksonville. Uh, if their defense struggles, which their defense very well could struggle. I mean, we just found out yet uh, today, earlier today, or earlier this morning, I believe it was that. Uh, um, and Guike has been traded to Minnesota, so that's another defensive weapon for the Jacksonville Jaguars that has been shipped out. So that defense very well could just be hemorrhaging points and yards this year, which means they're going to have to throw the crap out of the ball, which means a lot of good things for DJ Chark, to be completely honest. So because of that, I think that uh, DJ Chark is, is very well going to have a solid year this year. Um, I'd have to look to see where exactly um, he is being drafted. Um, let's go to, let me go to half PPR scoring is what we normally do here with um, with Skull King. It's, it's kind of become the industry standard. He's being drafted um, wide receiver number 22, right behind Devontae Parker and just ahead of DK Metcalf. So I think that that is a, a solid spot to draft him, to draft DJ Chark. And I think that he very well, that's he's the kind of guy that could outperform that sort of um, of draft stock. So, moving ahead, we talked about Debo Samuel. Jalen Rieger expected to have a week one role until we find out that he is dealing with um, a wrist and arm issue. Looks like he could miss up to a month. So, that's going to obviously cause some issues there. We'll see um, how quickly he can come back from this to be ready for the season. I know that there have been a lot of people that have been really pushing on him um, to be kind of a sleeper type of guy. Uh, another another guy that's been getting a lot of talk in Philadelphia is J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, who really had a flop of a rookie season last year compared to a lot of people that were drafted, a lot of the other wide receivers that were drafted uh, even after him. 
So that being said, he is he is proven so far to be a a decent red zone weapon. And so we'll, again, that's something we'll kind of keep an eye on as we're going through um, this next week or so. Um, and we'll kind of we'll kind of be watching that. Obviously, he's not going to get drafted except in super deep leagues. Even in my 18 team draft, I don't think JJ or Sega Whiteside actually got drafted. So, um, again, deep deep uh, thing that we'll we'll kind of wait to see. Um, according to um, Bears coach Matt Nagy, he has told reporters that he won't publicly name a starting QB before uh, before the opener versus the Lions. There's been rumors that Nick Foles is slightly ahead of Mitch Trubisky, and at the same time, there have been guys from, I think, even Allen Robinson, I think it was. It may have, it may have been someone else. Don't quote me on that. But someone has been saying that um, that uh, Trubisky has come back look abs- looking absolutely ready to go, looking better than he ever has, which all of his detractors will say, well, that doesn't take much, so... Again, we'll kind of see how that plays out. Um, and here's, okay, so here's one thing that's just been a great comeback story. For those of you who haven't been following, Alex Smith officially today was cleared for 11-on-11 drills. And if you look back at the the d- just grotesque um, way that his leg looked when he had to have all those surgeries over and over and over again to get rid of the infections in his broken leg. I mean, just the the pictures and the videos were disgusting. Um, and so if you have a queasy stomach, don't look him up. Uh, but the fact that Alex Smith is cleared for 11-on-11 drills um, is really encouraging. I hope that he's actually able to play a little bit this year. Dwayne Haskins may be on a little bit of a leash. I think that Alex Smith could possibly have some um, some good stuff left in him. We'll see kind of what happens between him and and Dwayne Haskins um, moving forward. So uh, just obviously good news for Alex Smith. Um, Cooper Cup suffered a low ankle sprain today uh, or in yesterday's scrimmage. Likely won't practice for the rest of this week, so there's not going to be a whole lot on him. I'm still high on on Cooper Cup this year. Um, While he may not be playing the slot as often, it looks like the – Rams are going to run a lot more 12, uh, 12 personnel, which is one running back, two tight ends, having both Gerald Everett and Tyler Higby going along with Cup and Woods. So something to watch. I'm still high on Cooper Cup. I still think that he um, is a phenomenal uh, safety blanket for Jared Goff. Um, a couple other things real quick. Um, as far as a uh, little bit of defense stuff, Charger safety Derwin James lift off the field. Um, looks like he is dealing with a meniscus injury. They don't know for sure yet how serious this is. Um, it could be, I've seen that it could just be, he may just need a little trim, which would be a couple weeks. It could be that he needs a meniscus reconstruction, which would obviously be several months and likely miss most, if not all, the season. If he is gone for the season, the Chargers may, 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 may look to someone like Earl Thomas, who was recently released from the Baltimore Ravens. Um, for sleeper alerts, um, it looks like uh, Joshua Jack, jo- Joshua Jackson. Uh, Jackson getting injured for um, for the uh, for the Chargers 
has led to Joshua Kelly. There it is, Joshua Kelly, um, getting the number two running back job. It doesn't look like he is going to look back. He has been phenomenal in camp. Uh, he, obviously, he's not going to take over for Austin Eckler, but I think that if something were to happen to Eckler, Joshua Kelly is going to be a force this year just with what he has shown so far in camp. So um, last couple things. Looks like Stefan Diggs was out of practice uh, today with back soreness. We'll kind of see how that goes. I'm not high on Stefan Diggs this year, guys. I would rather draft John Brown like five rounds after Diggs um, simply because he already has the rapport with uh, Josh Allen um, and it's not a high-flying offense. They're going to try to keep it on the ground a bunch, especially with Josh Allen's legs. So um, obviously Diggs, I think, is going to be he's going to be more of a DFS type guy depending on matchup. For me, I don't necessarily want him um, unless he falls farther than where he's being drafted right now. So um, that is it for the news and notes. Um, the last thing we wanted to do, again, I told you in our in our little intro, is go over some of the tools that we use um, at Skull King for some of our research. And really, there's two main sites that I personally use. Um, one is fantasypros.com. Now, Part of the reason that we use Fantasy Pros is because that is where um, there's where the tool that we use to to do our rankings that we post to the website, which again you can find our rankings on SkullKingSports.com under the Fantasy Football tab. Um, there's a drop down menu where you can find our fantasy rankings. Again, we do half point PPR, um, and we don't we actually don't do an overall ranking. We we draft we do. Uh, quarterback rankings, running back rankings, uh, wide receiver, tight end, kicker, defense. We do not do an overall. Um, and the reason for that is we, me personally especially, I believe more in a um, tier type system. And so because of that, I, I use my rankings in that fashion. Um, I don't necessarily like ranking players um, you know, mixing up the, the running backs, the wide receivers. I look at where players are being drafted. I use ADP. Look at where players are being drafted compared to where I have them ranked and use that um, in terms of how to draft. So, again, Fantasy Pros, they have so many tools for you to use um, for whether it's in season or getting ready for your draft. So, if you're wanting draft research, they have draft rankings. They have their own rankings. They have expert consensus. I am a part of the uh, expert consensus on Fantasy Pros, so I will be part of their accuracy competition uh, this year. I will actually also be part of their DFS accuracy competition. So I'll be in their DFS thing on uh, DraftKings as well this year. So that should be a whole lot of fun. Um, they have an ADP consensus. So it's average draft position uh, for full point PPR. So it's ESPN and a couple other pr uh, platforms. Half point PPR, which is Yahoo and a couple other platforms. I believe Fantrax is one of them, um, and then an overall um, an overall ADP. They do they have projections, stat leaders, strength of schedule, depth charts, matchup calendars, running back handcuffs for every team, bi week cheat sheets. Um, the some of the uh, other things for draft tools that they have, um, they have their draft wizard um, and draft simulator. 
their draft simulator is is one of the best tools that I've seen where you can actually go and you can set you know if you already know where you're drafting in your in your league you you set your draft um, set your draft position the the half point or full point PPR what the ADP you know whichever platform you're using you can use that specific platforms ADP um, and then do a, a mock draft and it won't and it'll kind of throw things off for you know for sleepers and all that kind of stuff and you know some guys will get drafted a little bit earlier than you would expect just to show um, how things can get thrown off a little bit so draft simulator is a whole lot of fun to run through and it's really easy to kind of go back and and go through it over and over and over again um, they a, a couple of things they have for especially for in-season research um, they have their depth charts they have met again we talked about matchup calendar um, target leaders snap count leaders uh, especially for wide receivers uh, and running backs that's something that can really help you determine who's more likely to be used uh, in a certain week uh, projections rest of season rankings so like I said fantasy pros has a ton of tools for you to use um, so that's my main that's my main resource the other resource that I use um, is nextgen stats uh, so it's nextgenstats.nfl.com now what I use nextgen stats for you know you may have heard um, them talk about this uh, whether it be on the NFL on nfl.com uh, good morning football uses nextgen stats a lot of those things are advanced statistics that you cannot get um, just as a basic user on nfl.com that being said what they do have is really helpful so what you can do is you can go into um, you can go into stats and you can look um, at receiving stats, quarterback stats, or running stats. I think they have defensive stats too, but for the most part, I don't you really use those. I don't play a whole lot of IDP leagues. Um, and so receiving stats, you can look at um, how much cushion um, wide receivers. I mean, the, how much cushion a wide receiver normally gets. So usually, if they're playing the slot or if they're playing outside, you can you can find out how much. How far off of the wide receiver defenders usually are on average? How much separation they actually have when they catch the ball? Um, average targeted air yards, so about how deep they are usually on the field when uh, when they're usually targeted. Um, you know, and then obviously receptions, targets, catch percentage. Um, yards after catch per reception. This is a set that I used earlier to talk about... Um, uh, Chris Godwin. That is where I got this stat. It's from Next Gen Stats. So that's those are those are stats you can get for um, for receiving for passing. You can look at um, the time to throw. So average amount of time they have from the time the ball is snapped until they throw the ball. Uh, I don't believe sacks are included in that. Uh, average completed air yards. So the average um, average completion in the air from from beginning to end so um, definitely uh, definitely interested uh, an interesting stat there so you can see how deep uh, they're usually targeting their players uh, just you know for reference guys like Matthew Stafford uh, Jameis Winston last year 8.3 8.2 yards um, or sorry Matthew Stafford was 10.7 Jameis Winston so average intended air yards. Um, intended air yards, you know, average target was 10.5 yards uh, per per pass. Matthew Stafford was 10.7. 
Um, completed air yards average was 8.3 for Stafford, 8.2 for Winston compared to, say, um, let's take someone like uh, Derek Carr, who's known to um, be sort of a, uh, a dump-off type guy. His average completed air yards was 4.5 yards. So 4.5 yards beyond the line of scrimmage. Uh, average intended was 6.3. So again, he's a guy that you're not going to get a whole lot of deep passes from. Um, you know, longest completed air yards, um, completion rate, expected completion rate. Again, those are kind of things that you can uh, get from uh, from next gen stats. And then as far as the running goes, you get efficiency. Efficiency is how many yards a running back will run before getting to the line of scrimmage on average. And so um, guys like um, in Baltimore, um, Gus Edwards, 2.93 yards. He just he hits the hole. Really, this, it's a matter of how much of a north to south, east to west type runner they are. So, um, you know, Chris McCaffrey, 3.46 yards. He hits the hole quick. Derrick Henry, 3.45 yards. So another thing is uh, eight plus defenders in the box. The percentage of um, snaps where the running back has an eight-man box or bigger. Derrick Henry put up 1,500 yards last year and had an eight-man box on 35% of his carries. I mean, The guy is an absolute truck. If they drop that down at all, he's going to be running for even more yards. So definitely something to watch there. Um, let's see. Average time behind the line of scrimmage, so how long it takes them to get to uh, the line of scrimmage. Um, so, yeah, again, these are the kind of things you can find in next-gen stats that kind of help give you a little bit more perspective on what players are doing. So those are some tools that we use. Uh, I hope you guys find those helpful. Again, I am really excited to get this going back again. Uh, should be a whole lot of fun doing, uh, getting ready for fantasy football. I hope you guys are excited for this season. I know that COVID has really knocked the, the wind out of the sails out of a lot of things. Um, and so, again... Looking forward to this season. I hope you guys are too. Uh, looking forward to, to keeping this going. We will be back uh, with another show in a couple days. So uh, that's it from me. Again, my name is Ryan Skullrude, and we'll talk to you guys later. Hey, Skull King Nation. Thank you for listening to the Skull King Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues.